My Mac Podcast 318 Seriously Scary iPad Owners. You're listening to the G Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome to the MyMac.com podcast number 318. And uh, <laughs> this, like, this is, this is uh, Gaz's revenge because uh, uh, he's, he's off in Belgium right now and wasn't able to come onto the show. So I'm kind of at least temporarily flying a little bit solo on this show. But uh, we'll see how well I do. Uh, this is really like the – I haven't done any kind of like solo show since I was doing the dashboard minute, which was years ago. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how up to snuff I am. I'm guessing, uh, it's, it's going to be just a little weird. Um, well, obviously I can't, uh, talk to Gaz about what's going on with him. So I'm just going to jump right into, uh, the stuff that's going on in the mymac.com website. First up, there's tech fan podcast number seven, uh, Tim Robertson and David Cohen, did uh, did that particular podcast, and they they went on and on about the 11 inch, uh, you know, the, the new MacBook Air. That plus Apple and Microsoft and a bunch of other stuff really, really was was a uh, was a great show. Next up on the site was a review of two Olympus digital recorders, the WS710M and the VN8100 PC by John Nemorowski. Uh, one he really, really liked, mostly for its simplicity, and it actually ended up being the uh, the cheaper of the two over the, the more expensive, more feature-laden one. Uh, go ahead and go on over and read that. Uh, then another article by John Nemorowski. Now, of course, everyone knows that John Nemorowski is a writing fool. So here's another one, the Nemo Memo Mogs All-You-Can-Eat On-Demand Listening Service. And this is a, I guess you could call it, it's a, it's a paid monthly subscription service for audio and and they're supposed according to John they have a very very wide selection and it's relatively inexpensive so if you're looking for a streaming music service you should go on over and check out Nemo's memo on the Mogs all you can eat on demand listening service then there's a review of a couple of Macaulay's fourth gen iPod touch cases by Donnie Yankelo and a plain text a plain review by Elisa Pacelli. These are all articles that you can find up at MyMac.com. Okay, we've got some feedback this week. Uh, we've got two from Twitter and uh, one email and one from another source that I'll get into in a little bit. Uh, the first one is from AndyZoom01, where he writes in talking about one of our previous shows is that he has bad memories of Haggis from a trip to Scotland as a wee lad. And he says he's glad he missed any pre-show. And then from Podfeet, uh, he wants to know something about a power-washed side walkway. Not really sure what that's supposed to mean, but he seems to be afraid that the Mac Geek Gab is, is going to be upset with him because he also listens to our show. Actually, um, Podfeet, it's the other way around. Uh, they're not going to get upset, but I'm going to get upset because you're listening to other podcasts. And, and Of course, I'm just kidding. Uh, next up was some email from someone who referred to himself as Uncle Mac. 
OSX. He says, hi, as an aspiring podcaster myself, I was interested in your setup, and I heard you mention Wiretap Anywhere by Ambrosia Software, and I thought, hmm, maybe I should consider getting that nice piece of kit, as the G-Men might say. But then a coupon code for 15% off came from you guys as MyMac15, and I thought I should take advantage of that offer. I seem to recall hearing the code mentioned recently, but when I was ready to buy it, it got tossed out saying that it had expired. Oh well, I know I might have been slow to the punch. However, if you plan to have any other coupon codes in the future, please try to tell us listeners if and when it will expire. Okay, um... Well, I guess not every single week that we that we played that commercial. That was basically that offer was for the month of October, and uh, I think like the first or second time that we played that commercial, either Gaz or myself mentioned that it was going to expire on October thirty first, and that's really too bad because it's it is some great software, and even without the fifteen percent, I would still recommend it. Okay, uh, next up is uh, this is something that I actually picked up from LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, I'm on that particular service, Guy Searle, and you can, you can find me there. And somebody was asking a question saying, can anyone help me? I would like to move my application files from the, from the main hard drive to a new hard drive with the operating system on it. Can I transfer the application files without having to reinstall all the applications? And, uh, that's from Nova. And yes, Nova, you can. And it's relatively easy to do. And I'm just going to talk about two options here. Option one is install your new hard drive and take your old drive and put that in a, you know, preferably a FireWire drive, but USB 2, you can use that as well. Uh, like uh, just a, an external drive enclosure. Now get out your DVD copy of whatever version of OS 10 that you're using and insert it into the Mac. That you know that you put the new drive in. Don't connect the old drive to your Mac yet. Reboot the machine from the OS 10 DVD, and before you do anything else, go to Disk Utilities and select the new drive. And the reason why I say don't connect your old drive is that if you make a mistake in Disk Utilities, you run the risk of also erasing your drive with all your data. So don't do that. So after that, you want to select the Erase tab. In Disk Utilities, this is with that drive selected. Under volume, under the Volume Format drop-down menu, select Mac OS Extended Journaled. Name the drive whatever you want and hit the Erase button. This will bring up a dialog box with a couple of options. You know, just go ahead and choose the default. Don't erase data since it's a new drive and the new format will wipe it clean anyway. And after a little bit of time, it'll come back up. So now, you go ahead and install OS X from the DVD that you have onto the new drive. Near the end of the install, it will ask you if you want to transfer your data from an old computer. Now, this is the point when you need to make sure you have the enclosure with the old drive connected up. Just say yes, follow the instructions in the dialog box, and depending on the size of the drive, eh, go ahead, go to bed, and it should be done in the morning. Disconnect the old drive, reboot your Mac, and you should be good to go. Now, your other easy option is to and you know do this before you you remove the old drive. Keep the old drive in your computer while you're doing this. Install a version of Carbon Copy Cloner or Super Duper. Either one will do the trick, though some people prefer one of the, over the other. Install that on your old drive. Now, take that drive out, put it in the enclosure just like you did for, you know, the other option, and install the new drive in your Mac. Connect the old drive to your Mac and reboot. Hold down the option key 
But if the if you basically if your new drive is blank, it'll go to the drive in the enclosure eventually. Once the Mac is running, go to Applications, Utilities, Disk Utilities, and follow the instructions above to format the new drive. Disk Utility won't let you choose the hard drive currently running, so don't worry about losing your uh, your data. Once the new drive is formatted, open oh, oh sorry, sorry open Carbon Copy Cloner or Super Duper and follow the instructions to clone your old drive onto the new drive that's installed in your computer. And then you're done. In my opinion, number one is better, but number two is probably easier. Um, okay. This, this is, this is kind of weird. Everybody knows about, at least, you know, here in the United States and probably most other places around the world knows about Sesame street. Sesame street is a, children's television program for, you know, adolescents, uh, you know, toddlers and so forth and so on and so forth. Well, they're actually jumping on the, they're jumping on the, uh, the iOS bandwagon. They, and I got to play this for you. They came out with this, this weird little song called app for that. And here it is. Yes, my friends, the iPogo can do anything. Anything? Oh yeah. If you want to comb your cat, there's an app for that. If you have to fix a flat, there's an app for that. Need a word that rhymes with that? Map, 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 map. Or a place to hang your hat? Got a chimp who likes to chat. There's an app, there's an app, there's an app for that. If your butter needs a pat, there's an app for that. If you need to rat a tat tat. There's an app for that. Gotta practice singing scat. Wanna meet a boy named Matt? Hi, I'm Matt. Nice to meet you. Count to ten in no time flat. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's an app. There's an app. There's an app for that. <laughs> okay, you know, and I think on that note, I'm gonna take my first break. And uh, so, everyone, please stand by to stand by, and we have, or actually, I have a lot more to come up. Fellow Mac users, Tim Robertson, the publisher of MyMac.com, and I'm hoping that you go check out my new show. You can find it linked at MyMac.com. It's called Tech Fan. We do talk about Apple products. We do talk about the Mac. We do talk about iOS, but we've expanded what we're talking about. If it's technology, we're covering it. We're having a good time. A lot of different guests. David Cohen's on the show a lot. I'm hosting the show every week. Check it out. It's Tech Fan in iTunes. Doing good now. Things just got worse. I'm drunk again. I swear this crescent. Ooh, queen and country. The G Men on the MyMac.com podcast. I got here. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Now, everyone who's listened to the previous segment can probably tell that that I'm less than comfortable with doing this show by myself. And uh, just based on what you you probably heard, you'll probably agree with that. But I have I have great news. I have great, great news. 
Uh, while I was recording and going in between these two segments, I happened to get a little buzz from someone you may have heard of. Mystery caller, will you sign in? Hello, hello, is that guy? <laughs> hello, hello, how are you? I, I'm doing uh, fine. How, how's it going? Uh, I've, everything is wonderful. That's, uh, of course, that's Gats. Good evening. <laughs> so, you know, he's he's over, you're over in uh, Brussels, right? No, no, I, I'm at, well, I'm in a place called Mechelen, um, which is halfway between, well, pretty much halfway between Brussels and Antwerp, uh, in a hotel in the middle of Mechelen. And so, yes, hopefully the Skype gods. Yes, will it be nice. Be pick. I, I said I might make it my pick tonight. <laughs> oh, but only if it holds up. <laughs> if it doesn't hold up, screw them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was going to be my pick, but it was rubbish. That's the ridiculous thing. If it doesn't hold up, I won't be on. <laughs> I won't be making any recommendation. Well, I am, uh, Gaz. You have no idea. How happy! It's good fun, isn't it? Doing it on your own. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! Uh, we were we were chatting earlier while while he was at dinner, and uh, I told him that like my sex life, I was going solo this week. <laughs> yeah, and I really don't want to go there. <laughs> so uh, I, I understand that you've got some news regarding your Mac Mini. I, I, this should be called the Mac Mini Show, the Gaz's Mac Mini Show. Because um, I mean the whole podcast, because that seems to be that there's yeah. always something with that machine that we're talking about. Yes, yeah. Perhaps we should change it to that. Um, actually, it's not really the Mac Mini's fault. To be perfectly honest with you, it's the um, the connection to the screen. Because I know that I had a, a bit of a request from people asking me how to how it was going with the Mac Mini as a media server. Well, I think I've mentioned on a couple of occasions that. I was a little bit disappointed with the Plex interface. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem to be perfectly stable. It, it did a pretty good job, but it wasn't perfectly stable. And, and of course, I had the issues with um, my wife having to go into the Mac Mini and then starting it up, which isn't a problem. It's nothing she can't handle. It's She doesn't want to have to handle it when she's going to right. the TV. You just want so, to turn it on. Yeah, yeah. So I, I and I said that the the Mac the Apple TV was the perfect interface, and you know everybody, you know, we enjoyed it. And I, I'll be perfectly honest with you, I had a bit of a problem also um, downloading through iTunes a movie that we wanted to watch, and that was it. That was kind of fi- the final straw, really. I thought, right, that's it. Apple TV, here it comes. And I'd, I'd kind of put the money aside for it anyway. So I've now got an Apple TV which is linked up to that that new Mac Mini. And previously, my previous Mac, uh, Apple TV was um, linked up to another Mac Mini, which was in the garage. So we're still going to be using this as a, a bit of, you know, the media server. But it also now doubles up as a, uh, a DVD reader because, you know, we've still got plenty of DVDs that the girls want to watch. So because, you know, I haven't had time to rip them all yet. Not yeah. that I'd want to rip them. Because <laughs> I'm not a pirate. But I, th- I think you can actually... Make a legal copy of your own if you own it. Anyway, but that's by the by. Anyway, I yes. had a bit of an issue um, because I only had I've only got one DV, uh, HDMI port into the TV, and I've kind of been hot swapping. Yes, I know I shouldn't, and probably slap my wrist, but I kind oh, of been hot swapping guess. the cable <laughs> between the Apple TV and the Mac Mini, and occasionally um, I would get um, an. an initialization 
uh, initialization error. error yeah. when I tried to start a DVD or when I tried to start DVD player in the software. And I thought, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, new Mac Mini. Anyway, I did a little bit of an investigation, and it seemed as though there was a problem with the hardware. Well, actually, there isn't. I took it into the uh, the Apple Store, and yes, I did have a long, lingering look at those new MacBook Airs. Mm. Sigh, sigh, yeah. sigh. Um, but moving so every, on. Everybody uh, has a thousand dollars or whatever the equivalent is in pounds <laughs> or euros. So yeah. Just just throw at a at a new laptop. You, while I was there, I also had a look at the new iPod Touch and the new iPhone. But you know, I, I got through that. I made it through without buying anything. <laughs> I got by it. Went upstairs. Uh, Genius came on, bang, did a hardware check. He said, can't see anything wrong. Uh, Explain situation. He went, I've got a feeling that is the... Now, I use some letters, and HTC seems to kick in, but I I don't think that's particularly right. You've caught me a little bit on the hop here talking about it because I hadn't prepared particularly. But the crux comes down to the fact that that mini um, display port registers what sort of output you're going to. And if it thinks that the output you're going to is an analog output for recording, Ah. it won't allow the software to initialize the DVD player. You know, I wonder if that's because of something that Apple has done or something that, uh, you know, basically the, the content providers kind of forced on them saying, well, you know, you've got to do this. I don't know. I don't know. He, he, I didn't ask the question, to be honest with you. Slap my wrist. Perhaps I should have done. Yeah. Um, it may be, it may be a bit of both. It may be a bit of both. It may be Apple saying, look, we'll do this for you. Um, if you and, do that. Yeah and, the, yeah. yeah. and the content suppliers then saying, okay, okay, we'll, you know, we'll let you have that one. Um, but anyway, if, if it thinks that the output is a, um, an analog signal that you can record to, it, it doesn't like it. And it didn't like my hot swapping of that cable because the TV isn't a recording, uh, analog right. recording device. It's, you know, it is an older flat screen LCD. Um, you know, I've had it a little while now, but it's, it, it, it certainly can't record anything. No. Um, but I think, the Mac Mini and the software was struggling when I was obviously hot swapping from the the Apple TV to the um, to the to the Mac Mini, but now basically I've got a converter and I just go from the um, I've got a VGA connection on the TV, um, and basically I've got a. So you, you've got all your, all your devices are going to the switcher. No, no, I haven't got a switcher. Basically, there's a VGA connection on the TV, so I've now got a connector, and I go from the uh, Mac Mini. Oh, oh, okay. So you're going what? What is that? Mini DVI, I think? Yes. So it's Mini DVI to SVGA or VGA. Yeah, to VGA, and then that goes to the screen. And that's that's a perfectly adequate picture for the time being. It's not... It's not perfect, but it's perfectly adequate for what we require at the moment. Right, and now, it's not a big, know, it's, it's not a really huge TV set anyway, is it? No, no, it's only twenty seven inch. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, so only. only. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, twenty <laughs> years twenty years ago, people dreamed about having twenty seven yeah, inch TV sets. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so for the time being, it's okay. I mean, we I will be replacing the TV at some point, and that'll have more HDMI connectors, and then I'll you know put it straight in. I could go through a HDMI switcher, but again. You know, all I'm doing is causing yeah. an extra process, which Mrs. Gazmaz will just slap me around the head for. Yeah, you know, because the way you're doing it now, you can switch between the various inputs with your remote control, 
as compared to yes. if you were going to an HDMI switcher, you would have to get up, walk yes. over to the switcher, unless, and unless hit whatever button it was. controlled one, which I don't think it would have been. Um, yeah, but, but then, you, then oh, you're, just adding, you're adding more complexity because you're yes. either having to incorporate those features into you know a, a multifunction remote control or you know it, i yeah yeah i think the easiest thing to do is what you did where you you've got one input for this and one input for that that's right and so so we're sticking with, with that for the time being and that's so your to, story to any any yeah that's my story anybody listening um it's we use it for the dvi i still use it for our recording <clears throat> um, <laughs> cough cough <laughs> Um, I will. I've, I'm actually going to put a um, an Elgato um, ITV connector, which I've actually got. I've had that for a little while, but it's currently on the the unit upstairs. But I'm going to put it down on that one so we can record uh, TV programs downstairs and watch it. You know, because it's it's like the living room. It's where we watch TV. Although I kind of watch TV elsewhere, and so do the girl occasionally yeah you know there are times and the stuff that I'm going to record is likely to be family TV that we'll want to watch together. So sure. That's where we are. But the interface, if they had the Apple interface, the Apple TV interface, which some people have said, um, isn't that, oh, now the, the name's completely gone from my mind. You're not talking was, about Plex, are you? No, no, no. I'm talking about the, um, the, uh, the Apple interface. That they oh, use. front row. Uh, front row. And somebody said, isn't, isn't front row the interface you get on Apple TV? And I said, oh, no, 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 no. No, it is different from what I understand. No, it's, it's, it's much more user user friendly so so that's where we are with uh with the mac mini the media center and the apple tv at the moment okay so uh everyone and, and, if you and, if you wait until next week it, what? and yeah sorry i don't know if you've mentioned it but actually they've recently reduced the mac mini in the uk by 50 pounds yeah you know i i didn't know whether to bring that up or not <laughs> it was like okay well well gas just bought a mac mini ah, yeah, and but i bought it i bought it on the refurb store so i, I oh oh, oh okay so it wouldn't have mattered anyway well but, it wouldn't <laughs> well i mean as compared as you wouldn't have gotten 50 pounds off of of you know they're not going to go 50 pounds down on a refurb unless you know they're going from one model to a newer model yeah that's true that's true that's yeah true. So, but I bet all those people, you know, longer than say fourteen days ago that bought a yeah, Mac Mini are are probably less than pleased. Yeah, yeah. I think if they go in and complain, they, they I don't know. I don't know what. I don't want to make a statement that if you go into Apple Store and complain loudly enough, you might get something because you might not. Well, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to say because Apple doesn't have. As far as I know, a firm policy along but, those but, along know, those lines. Let's, let's be honest. If you've had it for a few weeks now, you know you've got you've got plenty of usage out of it. Then you know it's a difficult one. It 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 really all depends how much of a you know how much time and effort you want to put into to try and get that back. But fifty yeah. pounds is fifty pounds, I suppose. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not insignificant. No, it's not. Okay. Um, Let's let's go ahead and go on to the first topic. I'm so glad you're here, guys. I can't tell you enough. <laughs> Thank you for being here, guys. Um, first thing I wanted to talk about is there's finally some decent, uh, you know, depending on your point of view, iPad competition. ViewSonic is joining the tablet craze as they announced not one but two tablets. One is a seven inch, another is a oh, ten inch. Oh, you disappointed me now, guy. What? Go ahead. I thought, I thought we'd got an iPad competition. No, 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 no. 
oh boy, there's some jokes I could go along there, but I'm not go. I'm not even touch. This is a family show. It's a family show. Um, both of these models have have a USB port, 512 megabytes of internal memory for you know running apps and things along those lines. 32 gigabytes of storage, which with an additional micro SD card slot, which I really wish Apple would include uh, for other storage. Uh, HSPA plus connectivity, which as I understand it, you know, they're calling basically, you know, three and a half G wireless and, uh, 802.11B and G Wi-Fi, no N. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Uh, 800 by 400 LCD display. They have two cameras, one for the rear for snapping pics with a, with a seven inch tablet. Yeah. Oh, everybody stand still so I can take a picture with my seven inch tablet, you know, and uh, a front one for a video chat. Both are supposed to be capable of running either. I'm sorry. One, uh, the 11 inch, you can run either Android 2.2 for IO or windows seven for, you know, the masochists out there that want to run seven on a tablet. And these, you know, I actually want to try it just to see how bad it is to be honest with you. I mean, it might not be too bad, but I just can't see it. No, anyway, no, I, yeah. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't see using, you know, I, I, it would be like saying I want to run OS 10 on a tablet. Yeah, I, if you think about even I mean, even the, you know, the the lovely interface that we like, which is OS 10, you'd still I'd still struggle with that as a, a touch interface. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like it either. Um, they're they're reasonably priced. The the seven inch has been announced at four seventy nine. The ten inch is suggested at six twenty nine, and they say late quarter four availability. And I think they really mean as far as the fiscal year goes, two thousand eleven quarter one, which means sometime before December, or before uh, the end of December. Do you know all of these announcements are coming out, but nobody's actually got anything out there yet, have they? Or is the the Galaxy Tab is that out? Uh, yeah, the Samsung Galaxy that's right, Tab yeah, is that's out right. now, and I haven't I haven't read any like spectacular glowing reviews on it. No, I haven't seen very much on it. But yeah, you know, this is this is going to end up being a lot like when uh, the Android phones came out. I mean, the the first Android phones that came out, you know, if you compared them to the iPhone or some of the other touchscreen phones, it was kind of like, oh, really? Do you know, though, Guy, I think this different. I think this is a different scenario, you know. Well, why think, is that? Well, because people have their favorites with phones, and then you get your contracts, and then, you know, who you can go with. And, yeah. you know, the phone is slightly different. This, I mean, the, the iPad has just taken off exponentially. It's just, you know, grown and grown and grown. And I've still... Still see it growing. There's a guy here um, at work who's an IT specialist. He's, he, he, he's the manager of the DBAs, and he went to the states and he came back with an iPad. And really? I was talking to it, yeah, and I was talking to him about it. Well, I had kind of mentioned it to him when I went before, and he went and I think he saw one. He's brought it back and he said it's taken over the, the household. Yeah. Well, and you know, this is this is what we've been saying, you know, on, on some of the earlier shows, is that. It's not a netbook replacement because, for the most part, everything that a netbook can do, for the most part, and the iPad can do better. You know, you're or not equally, yeah, or equally. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going to use a netbook now. Granted, there is software available for a netbook because, of course, it's running Windows that it doesn't really have a you know anything to compare it with on the iPhone, like. Say a, a video editor or something like that, but at the same time, 
I I can't imagine trying to edit video on a netbook on a seven inch netbook. I mean, it would be abysmal. Plus, you no, know, the hardware I, I, is just so bad. And, and I think, but where, where I think these these are slightly different to the Android competition in the phone market are that one. I think Apple have got a real storm on this. I mean, I know the iPhone was big and it was massive and you know hyped up. But for for me, for just some reason, I know a lot more people who have Blackberries who have never been into the Apple marketplace have iPads. Really? Whereas they didn't have an iPhone and they wouldn't have used an iPhone. Whereas those people have got iPads. And that's what I think is, you know, it's different usage. It's a totally different usage. And they've, they've just hit the nail on the head with that interface. So... We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. good. For, it's good for them to have competition because one, it'll make them think, and one, it'll keep them on their toes. So it's and, good for yeah. us because, you know, they'll they'll improve the product and hopefully the software with it. Yeah, well, I mean, look at the iPod. I mean, there were there were constantly uh, you know new models coming out to compete with the iPod. Of course, you know, almost every single one of them was a massive failure. But at the same time, it it made sure that Apple was going to continuously update their own products to stay, not so much to stay ahead because, you know, most of the competition, and you can see the same thing with either uh, Android phones, and I'm guessing when the, when the tablets come out, they they go on a, a, you know what I mean by feature rant? Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, we've got this, and we've got this, and it's like, yeah, but most people that buy these things don't care. They want something that's easy to use. Well, we could equally we could equally say, you know, and I think they're I think they're moving away from it slightly now. But Apple were, were on a bit of an app rant, weren't they? Yeah. Because they would oh, yeah. also they would always mention how many thousands of apps that they've got in the app store, and everybody would go right. Yeah, but yeah, okay, yeah. but see, this that was they they did that for the iPhone. You don't hear that yeah, nearly as they, much I think they with the iPad. The lesson when it, you don't hear it certainly so much about the iPad. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's let's real quick get back to the ViewSonic uh, tab. Yeah, there was there was like no 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 it's not a big deal. I, I'm just so glad you're here, guys. <laughs> um, some of the things that that I kind of noted as I was reading some articles on it was that they didn't really have much word on battery life, which means it's, it's probably not going to be nearly as good. As the uh, as the iPad's battery life, where you basically get somewhere between seven to ten hours, and, and battery that is, such a, that is such a big ears now. Oh, yeah, well, not so much not so much with the iPad, but with devices like this, you know, with the way that that people use the iPad and the way that people will use Android based tablets, and probably at some point in the future, uh, Windows Seven Phone or whatever they call you know their tablet OS. Um, they want to use them on the go. They want them to last a long time, and they don't want to be fussed with having to. Oh God, I've used it for for two hours, and now I have to plug it in. You know, yeah. and they, yeah. in that case, they may as well buy a uh, a laptop. So, one yeah. of, one of the things that's very yeah. important for tablets is it's got to have great battery life. Um, the other thing I noticed was that. The OS for the 10-inch is either Android or Windows 7. Uh, the 7-inch, as I said, is Android only, which, you know, tech pundits, they go, oh, it's great. I have a choice between Android and Windows 7. But I think it leads to confusion over what the device is intended for. Yeah, I, I, as I say, I, I've not seen either of those 
OS in action anywhere. Uh, the, well, I've seen obviously um, yeah, Windows some of the. Seven. Well, what, Win- yeah, yeah, Windows Seven, sure. I've seen Windows Seven, but and, uh, you know, I don't know how that's going to translate into a you know a tablet. A tablet. Terrible. Um, and I've not... <laughs> Badly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I can imagine. And, and I've, not, I've not seen Android on any device, so I, I can't really comment either way on that. Well, I've, I've played around with some Android phones, and the Android OS on a phone is actually quite nice. Now, the, the, the version that this device and probably the first generation of Android devices will use is going to be version 2.2, what they call Froyo, which really wasn't intended to be used on a tablet. Now, their next version, which I think they call Gingerbread, is supposed to be more along the lines of something that you would put on a tablet. But you know, as far as being able to run multiple OSs on a device like this, well, you know, Windows 7 has been around, in, or not Windows 7, but Windows in general, has been around on tablets for like almost 10 years, and, and they haven't gotten any market share attraction. I, I, people just don't want to use them. And I, I think most of these tablet makers should stop trying to use it as a shortcut for the OS. Um, <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of these other tablets are also running versions prior to 2.2, 1.5 and 1.6. And I think uh, people in general, if you're going to get an Android tablet, make sure it's running at least 2.2. And also beware of custom builds that won't allow for downloads from the Android yeah, App Store. True. That's very true. Yeah, yes. and, and and that's the problem with the, with that particular marketplace. Or that's that's not a problem. Well, Android it's, in general. Yeah, it, it's part of the difference that you've got from when you come to Apple. You've you know it, it's a it's a one market does all with Apple. Whereas you know you go to the Android and you've you've got a few more lookouts that you've got to keep on on your toes with. And do you know what I think that the Android marketplace is more for geeks and for people who like messing about than the Apple marketplaces. Yeah, I, you know, actually, you know what? That's that's. Um, yeah, I could agree with that. I think uh, that Android, you know, kind of like Windows itself. If you really know what you're doing in either Windows or with Android, you can do some really amazing things. The problem yeah. is most people don't know how to do those things and don't care. They just want to do their regular stuff. And, you know, Android, I mean, and we'll see how good version three gingerbread is. Uh, But part of the problem, at least here in the States, and I don't know if this is the same with Android based phones in Europe is now Android. You know, one of the, one of the things they tout about it is that it's open that, you know, you, you can put it on anything and do whatever you want. Well, a lot of the, uh, not so much the phone makers, but the carriers, are creating kind of their own customized versions of Android to try to lock people into like their store and their media. And, you know, basically trying to make it so that everything you have to do goes through that carrier. It would be like Apple saying, okay, well, here's an iPhone and you, but you can only buy stuff from AT&T. You know, you can say exactly the same about Apple in that scenario. Well, the diff, the difference is Apple is the maker of the phone. And they're also the, the yes. providers it, of the types making, of services you, are, you can run you know, on the phone. A, you're making a choice with the device, but you're also making a choice with the the software that's going with it. Now, if you're if 
if you're making a choice that you want to go Android, you're then going to have to make two choices. First is the fact that you want an Android device, and second is the fact is which device do you want to buy and whose software you're going to, you know, have, you know, either maybe locked down or maybe not. So, you know, some people would call that choice. Um, I call it a choice too far. Yeah, um, but yeah. but that's 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 us. But you know, you could say it's it's similar to to the Apple process. So, <laughs> well, it's it's similar, you know. but but you know, like I like I just said, it would be like Apple selling the iPhone and saying, okay, anything you want to have on this phone, you can only get from AT and T because AT and T is the carrier, and it's it's the carriers, at least here in the states, that are doing some of this. That are yeah. make you know as compared yeah, to Samsung or HTC or some of the other phone makers, they're basically selling the phones to the carriers, and the carriers are saying, "Ooh, well, we're going to tweak this so that you can only do these certain things." And I don't know enough about the the European market to make a statement on that. But one of the other things is a lot of these devices they're they're coming at the seven inch screen. Now, I'm not I'm really not sure about that. When I first talked about. Um, the iPod Touch. One of the things that I always thought would be that they'd they'd increase the size to around a seven or eight inch screen, and how wrong I was there. <laughs> well, they did. They increased it to a nine point seven inch screen. Absolutely, and I think it's the perfect <laughs> size now. I've got one, and you know the combination of the the iPod Touch or an iPhone and the iPad, which you know kind of comes straight into the hand when we go in the house for me i think is the perfect scenario so in a way i'm kind of glad they didn't bring it uh, apple didn't bring us out a seven inch device but I'd, I'd like to see one just just to you know do just a to see if they could do it I well i really don't think that it's it is a good size but we'll have to wait and see yeah well what do you think about the fact that uh one of the things they're touting is a rear camera And why why do you think that the tablet makers think that uh, Apple's lack of a rear camera is is something to be touted as as a success on their part? I think it. I think really at this point in time, it's the only thing that they've got as one-upmanship. You know what you said before about you know feature creep. Yeah. Um, uh, and it it could just be that. And you know, there are rumors that the next version of um, the next iPad coming out has a camera. Yeah, front-facing camera. It's got to be front-facing camera. Yeah, you know... If if only for FaceTime. For me, me, it's not a big issue. You know, I I think it's it's difficult enough when you're holding a small device like the iPhone to use it, and you're going to use it periodically. You know, you're not going to use it all the time. Yeah. Now, the iPad, I think, is being used differently. And if I want to make a FaceTime... Sounds like a tagline. Use differently. Yeah. <laughs> Use different. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I wouldn't be making FaceTime calls on my iPad. Well, it would be nice, you know, and and again, you know, it's it's the rear camera bit that that kind of gets my goat. It's like, really, you you think that having a rear camera on a yeah, 7-inch device is yeah, a think good of all those thing. cases uh, and all those little Oh stuff. my god. Uh, yeah. Okay, um I, I tell you what, for me, I, I, I think Apple, if they wanted to play a corker on that, all they need to do is make video available through the port. Oh, and then have like a, a, a hardware device? Do it, you can, you know, people, lots of people have got uh, webcams, so you could use your webcam or, you know, the next thing for Apple is to buy Sony and they've got all those cameras. <laughs> 
god. What would they but even no, call No, I mean, them? that would be an option for them to, you know, start selling that, um, what they, they used to call it the eyesight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, Apple was one of the very first sellers of a uh, digital camera. It was called the Quick Take. Right. Back in the late 90s. Well, you know, there you go. If they if they make that port available to people so that they can use, you know, use uh, cameras and and go through the, you know, that particular port, and then they can still do FaceTime without making major changes to it. No, that's true. Now, what do you think? Something else to look out for, uh, not so much with this tablet, but with a lot of the other ones that will be coming out, especially the, the very, very cheap ones, you'll find that they have very little internal storage and that they're going to rely on you to go out and buy lots of micro SD cards to, you know, basically put all your stuff on. The, 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 the two units that, that we're talking about tonight have 32 gigs of internal storage. So, you know, that's not really an issue. But you'll find that ones like I think there was one that was being sold at Kmart, and there was there was another one being sold through a, a pharmacy here in the states called Walgreens, that have very little in the way of internal storage, and you have to go out and, and buy SD cards just to basically do anything with them. It becomes messy though, doesn't it? Yeah, it's more it stuff messy. to carry. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's more stuff to lose. It's more stuff to get damaged when you put files and information on there. I, well, what about yeah. what about uh, I, I, connectivity? I don't, like the, I don't like the idea. I like the idea that it gives you more capacity um, in in usability. Though I think you know when it actually comes down to it, you know I, I've got a few SD cards which I carry as spares for my camera. Sure. And I always find myself looking. Where did I put that damn card when I need it? <laughs> so <laughs> I can imagine you put the it same in the case. Well, yeah. In your, you know, in, your I, a, in your iView Sonic case. All right. Okay, okay. Get this, get this. I've now got a fantastic place for it, right? I've got a camera case. The thing is, I've got to be carrying the camera case around with me to have that extra CD card. You know? yeah. It's just, it, oh, you, might as well, you might as well walk around with an air. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> now, what about uh, connectivity? This one, this, these two particular units are uh, just B and G. And I, I can't think of, of any excuse at all for them not including N-based uh, Wi-Fi. Oh, I can. Cost? Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's for uh, – what did I say? Hold on. Pick up the piece of paper. Yeah, but you, you see, what you're, for, what you're forgetting is these companies live on the edge, um, and they are counting every single penny. Now, that's not to say that Apple aren't counting every single penny, but, you know, they, they really are, I think, on the edge when it comes to profitability on these things. Well, that could be. But, I mean, the the smaller one, the 7-inch is 479 Well, for here in the States, for $20 more, you can get a, it doesn't have 3G, but you can get a, a Wi-Fi-enabled iPad with a much bigger screen. So... You know, I mean, how are they? Well, how I are think, they saving I, any money? I think I think that shows you two things. I think it shows you how aggressive um, Apple have been with this device, and I think it also goes to show you because apparently they're still making a, a bit of profit on this. It also goes to show you how powerful they are when it comes to purchasing product and and you know the, the sort of numbers that they must have been expecting to get those costs down. Um, I, I, yeah, I think Apple have played an absolute blinder with this product. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it it's the the fact that there was there was a statistic put out earlier this week. It said Apple has 
95.5% of the tablet market, which just kind of made me laugh. It was like, okay, they, what they else are. is out there? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Who, who are these people buying, you know, 4.5% of other tablets? I mean, come on. And can we see them, please? Yeah. yeah. What, what the, what is this crap? Um, now, before we run too long. Yeah, I think, because we are running I think, long. I think, I think, um, you, you've got a little piece in here about the fact that, um, Apple are changing the, uh, the screen lock. Oh yeah, I I saw this, and you know I, I had heard about that they were changing the screen lock switch to a, a mute button, and when I thought about it, it I just kind of went, eh, well, yeah, okay, so what? I it's not something that I use very often. I mean, I, I understand why it's there, and I understand some use case for it, but the fact that they're going to change it to a, a mute button doesn't really affect me that much but there was a Dan Frommer writing for Business Insider um, I, I love this title iPad owners are furious that Apple is turning the screen lock switch to a mute button it's like furious really they're, you know they're they're ready to to jump right down Steve Jobs throat because he changed the functionality of a switch I will be annoyed with it. I must admit, because I use that screen lock um, as do does my uh, my dear lady wife when she's yeah. Make using, sure you you put you wife know, at the end of that. Yeah, my dear lady wife. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, she uses it, uh, you know, quite a bit too. And I've just got used to it being a screen lock. I have absolutely no problems with holding down the uh, the volume button to to. To mute the device. Yeah, and it takes less than a second. If you hold yeah, down the volume I, button. I know it's for consistency um, because yeah. it's talking about consistency with the other devices. Okay, all right, I understand that. Um, but, you know, a software option, you're going to have to take several clicks to get there. And, you know, when you're moving it around, oh, I didn't put it on lock, click, it's now on lock. Whereas now, oh, I didn't put it on lock, I've got press the settings button, go into settings, probably go into a subsection <laughs> and then go lock it and then back out. What was I doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, what, was, what, was how, I, do, you, how was do you... I, was I in pages or not? I can't. <laughs> you know, I, well, so, how do you use it? Let me ask you that. What, the screen lock? Yeah. What, why <laughs> do you use it? Because there are certain... Um, there are there are times when the application that I'm in, generally it's going to be the video or it's going to be in a document um, that I'm reading or it's going to be uh, surfing the web pages. I just want the thing is it's being used at an angle where oh it could it switch could, around it could just be yeah it just switching from left to right or i want to change it around and i want to keep that orientation so i'll just put it unlock quickly um it's you know i'm not i'm certainly not furious and i'll probably get used to the change and then that's apple for you that's what they do i've heard quite a few i've heard quite a few people who, who do use that lock though that you know that facility so we'll just have to get used to it won't we yeah john gruber from daring fireball also wrote us something on it. he was a little less bombastic saying that he doesn't know anyone that's happy about it and you know yeah. what was weird was I actually put out a, a, a tweet. Now I'm, you know, of course I'm on I'm on Twitter, but I honestly don't use it that much. Usually, if I'm using it, I'm talking directly to somebody as compared to just throwing out a general tweet. Well, I kind of put out this general tweet saying what was the big deal, and I, I got I saw that. Oh I did my, see that. yeah, I got one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six responses. Uh, Tom Dar, who of course. Uh, is um, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, Tom, help me. We he, had, he's Tom. Tom he's, he's, he's Tom. He, he writes for MyMac.com, and I, I'm blanking on his last name, and shame, shame on me. Yeah. But he's saying, Molly Wood from CNET is pretty fired up about it. They really should let people choose instead of forcing a change. Uh, Gavin M. Roberts, uh, at Mac Parrot, totally agree guy. What's the big deal? Would rather do everything from a touch interface, which is more prone to failure. Uh, BDE Grande says he uses the screen lock all the time and mute is easy. Hold the volume okay, down well, for I'm, a second. I'm, can I take, I've got to take issue there. I've got to take issue there. Sure. Um, who was it that said that the switches are, are more prone to failure? Gavin M. Roberts. Right. Okay, Gavin. Um, let me oh, just answer Gavin. this. You've got your volume not loud. It's blasting out, and the manual lock or the volume control now fails. Which <laughs> what do you, you do? Prefer? Which would you prefer? <laughs> For it to fail on a screen lock where you can't orientate it, or would you like it to fail when you suddenly need to turn the volume down? Mm. <laughs> and you I can't because there's no way to turn it off. Yeah. Or no yeah, easy way absolutely. to turn it off. Oh, just, just <laughs> What was that you was playing? <laughs> uh, also, Pat Mahone wrote, "I'm Sorry, not going Gavin. to be able to Sorry, teach Gavin, my uh, uh, I'm not going to be able to teach my autistic son what what once was a screen lock is now a mute button, and he's considering not upgrading to 4.2." Uh, yeah, now I've, I've got a, I, I think I agree with him. Now I, I think I've got the same problem with myself. I'm going to have to get used to, to, to using yeah. it as well. That's you know, that, but that's a you know very valid point. Yep. Uh, our teacher wrote, I don't even use it on my iPad. I just want 4.2 already. And net nothing said my three and five-year-olds know how to flip the switch if they don't want the screen to turn. So basically I had two people say exactly. that agreed with me and four people that said that they don't agree with me. So apparently either either you know I'm wrong, which and it, it has happened before, or um, – I don't think anything anybody's wrong. It's just a difference, and we're, we're going to have to get used to it. Yeah, and we are. And did I tell you that I'm really, really happy that you're recording with me tonight? Did I mention that? <laughs> yeah, I think we ought to think about stopping this this break. Oh. Yeah, we need to take a break. So everyone, uh, please stand by to stand by, and uh, we'll be right back. Just in the nick of time, the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. We didn't know about a world wide web was a whole different game being played when I was a kid. Want to get down in a And welcome back. Well, welcome back to Mecklen. Yes. <laughs> the MyMac Mecklen Show. <laughs> the MyMac Mecklen Show. Oh, you have to be careful saying that, don't you? Yeah, real oh, fast. Great. And I'm still here. Skype's still holding out, guys. So, so far, so far, so good. But it'll it'll work out great because you'll be here next week, and we'll just keep going, and it'll be great. Well, yeah. Wait. Actually, I've got some news on that front. Oh no! What are you What are you trying to tell me here? Today, I had to uh, book a trip back here next week as well. I'm afraid. What? 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 You're kidding me. No, no, I've got to come. I've got to come back. I'm, I'm coming out again Monday, Monday this time. It was Sunday, uh, Sunday morning this time. Uh, but next week I've got to come back Monday for until Wednesday. Getting back late Wednesday. But I mean, so far it's been okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, it's so far it has been okay. So I, I'm going to put this out. I'm going to put this out for anyone who's listening. 
Um, if you want to be on the, the MyMac.com podcast and, and save not only myself, but the rest of the MyMac listening audience from having to hear me speak all by myself, uh, looking, looking for, you know, just in case this doesn't work next week, uh, looking for someone else to come on to the show as a, as a listener invite. I know I, I was trying to get Owen on uh, for this week. But just, right. I just was not able to 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 get it going between you know time and and everything else because this I has been ma- a weird. I made it online for you. <laughs> Thank God. Because <laughs> this this show would have been a disaster. Well, oh, more okay. of a disaster. No, it wouldn't. I'm sure it'd be fine. <laughs> anyway, what are we going to talk about this uh, this last uh, last segment? Oh, we got a couple of kind of weird things. Uh, there may actually be a real. Honest to goodness, OS ten virus. Ooh, ah, ooh. <laughs> Intigo, ooh, Intigo says that Mac OS ten. I love this. This is such a weird name. Kubeface dot a. Uh, while it's not widespread and not nearly the threat that another maker of Mac security software claims it is, uh, it still can be pretty bad. It seems to primarily target users of social media sites like Facebook and MySpace and Twitter. And right. tries to get you to go to specially crafted websites that will that will uh, attempt to infect your computer. Now, Windows and Linux are also susceptible to this in so the form a, of a Java applet. Right. So it's not a virus then. Uh, no, it, it mostly relies on on social media, to, to, which to, is to, what most of them do now, isn't it? Really. So. Yeah, security is tightened up. On you know, even you know, people make jokes about how horrible security was on Windows. Well. I know that with Vista and and with Windows Seven, that they really that Microsoft really kind of stepped up their game. Yeah, I'll as agree. far as security goes, and I'll I'll, so, I'll give them I'll give them their due. Yep. No. Uh, me too. Yep. So is is there a way that we can try and protect ourselves from this? Well, you can turn other, off other than not clicking on those links and the stuff. <laughs> well, like yeah. That. Well, I mean that's number one right there. Uh, you can turn off Java functional functionality off in your browser, but that could lead to some problems depending on what kind of sites you go to. Yeah, but at the true. same time, something to remember here is, and I've heard different things about this. Uh, according to one site, it says that it will attempt to install itself, but you'll still have a um, a pop up window asking you for your password. Now, the way this is that like the normal, you know, you are installing an application from the web, install your, uh, use your uh, administrator password. Because I actually of. don't run as administrator. Well, the first thing you get, it, it triggers a, a Java security alert. Right. And that in itself should be enough to, to make you run screaming into the night. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably something you shouldn't do because uh, basically you'll get like an email or something on Facebook or something in Twitter saying, is this you in this video? And assuming you click the link, that's when all of this, this crap starts. Right. So you really shouldn't click. Number one, you shouldn't click that link, even if it's from somebody you know. Now, the other problem with this, apparently it wasn't crafted very well because many of the servers that this malware is supposed to talk to are currently offline Though, of course, there's no reason to expect that to stay true. Perhaps somebody clicked on the link. Yeah, finally. Uh, the <laughs> on biggest one of the servers. Yeah, I, I would say that the biggest threat about this is that there'll, there'll be a lot of possible variants that are, yeah. you know, very yeah. similar to this that, are, that could be coming down the line. And again, you know, I mean, we, we've, talked, we've talked about security on this show in the past, that the, the absolute most vital part of 
any security setup regarding your computer is the person that's sitting in the chair in front of the computer. Yeah, definitely. Don't click on bad, dodgy links. If you and, don't know who it is that sent you that link, don't click on it. But the thing is, the thing is, Guy, and I totally agree with that, and, and there's, there's no pointing fingers, but if you're like us, you may have more than one person actually using your computer. So not only have you got to make sure that you don't do anything silly, you've got to make sure you train the rest of the users of those yeah. Macs that you've got not to do anything silly as well. And hopefully, you know, hopefully things like this will bring up, you know, the you, you have to type in the administrator password, which means even if you do have multiple users on your computer, it still won't be able to be installed because, you know, unless you do something even, you know, more stupid than clicking on the link by giving other people your well, administrator password. Well, that is password. one good thing which is pretty good with the the Unix base, is it? It, it does separate your users quite quite well so that you know yeah. if you've got one user infected then um i don't know whether this can then obviously i suppose if it gets administrative rights it can then take over the oh, whole machine yeah. well but, it, uh, if you type in your administrative password to anything like this you have now left your computer okay, wide open yeah. Yeah, for anyone true. to do anything that they want to do so please for the love of god be careful don't be click safe, on links people. Even if it's from somebody you know, why would they ask you, is this you in this video, well, if you, they you, know you? I've heard people say that, Guy, but to be honest with you, you may actually do that. Is this you in this video? Oh, I can't. I'm not quite sure whether it is or not. But you wouldn't just say, is this you? You know, there'd be yeah. a bit more. So, if you know, it's just those use common sense. And when it says, you know, is this you and this is spelt funny or you is spelt funny, <laughs> it's quite difficult. Has but, an umlaut you know, or something. Yeah, you know. yeah. So just, yeah. Or it's in Japanese. Or actually, I guess it would be in Chinese. Yeah. So everybody, just be safe. Think about what you're clicking. <laughs> yeah, for the love of God, please just be, you know, and we have been very very lucky in the in the the mac world even going all the way back to os9 that we haven't been you know had to worry about these well now we have to start worrying about it i think so yeah so unfortunately yeah okay uh our last story for the evening is that apple is going to increase itunes previews to 90 seconds what do you think about that guys wow <laughs> actually no, it, it is it, a big deal yeah it is a, it is a big deal and it, I, I think it is it is good actually uh there are times when i'm i'm thinking do i like this or not just and it goes quiet so yeah no it is a big deal i mean initially you'd think oh great but no i think it's quite quite well the uh the, I, I don't know how much they had to uh, persuade the music industry to do it because uh obviously oh, the stalls oh that would say no no 20 you can have 35 seconds 35 back. not more than 37.6 uh, seconds yeah, no, yeah. Like, yeah actually the the way that they've got because you know they sent out a document and i i had it originally in here and now i don't see it but i guess it doesn't i'm not going to read that document anyway basically what apple was saying in this document is you know, hey, everyone, good news. We're increasing the previews to 90 seconds for any song that's over, you know, two and a half minutes for songs under two and a half minutes. We're going to keep it at 30 seconds. And the best part is you don't have to do anything to give us your approval. Just keep on going like you do. Basically saying if you don't approve, well, then you have to pull your content because we're going ahead with this. 
Yeah. So, Good. yeah. And I, I just kind of wonder if, if any of the major labels will take a chance and pull it, pull their content. I mean, NBC right. Universal tried that with video. Yeah. And I, I think they'd just be stupid too, surely. Yeah. Well, I mean, Apple is the number one. And, and, and we're not just talking about digital music. They're the number one seller of music in the world. So, you know, I, I guess you could pull your content if you don't want to be in the store that's the number one seller of music. But yeah. it seems that's kind of cutting your throat to spite your face or however that saying goes. Who'd have thunk it, eh? Oh, they've got so much power these days. Um, we are coming up on an hour. As a matter of fact, we just passed like an it. hour. So real, real quick, uh, let's let's do some app recommendations. I actually don't have an app recommendation and neither do i <laughs> so good night no um what i do want to recommend uh there's there's a comic book put out by image comics called the walking dead by uh, robert kirkland who's the writer and amc i think and i think that stands for uh, american movie classics commissioned it and they've created a series or at least the beginning part of a series based on this and it's called the walking dead you can you can now you know, if you of course not being in the states, you can download it. I don't know if it's available in iTunes in Europe, but you can download it in iTunes. And I, I've actually signed up for the full season. It and okay. it is. I saw the first episode uh, on TV, and they had they played it Halloween night. It is effing unbelievably good. Is it really? Yes, you've got you've got me interested now. It's well, I mean, you you kind of have to like. Zombies. It's a zombie <laughs> story. Can I just say, The Walking Dead is a drama which is actually in the UK store, at least. So, Oh, it is in the UK store. It's in the UK store. I'll just have a quick look. I'll, uh, yeah, check the preview uh, out when we, get, when we get off the podcast. Well, actually, it's giving me a dollar. Perhaps I'm in the wrong store. It's giving me a dollar sign, so perhaps I'm not in the UK store. I'll have to have a look. I can't yeah, do it oh, now because it's yeah, yeah. Start. Don't do it now yeah, because it'll it'll do bad things to Skype. Yeah, um, it it's will. it's really really good. And the thing that you know now this first this this first um, episode is mostly dealing with the, you know the the hero of the story finding out all about you know that that the dead are walking the earth. But as the story goes on, if it follows the comic book, it becomes more a story about the human condition. And how people deal when their entire lives are turned upside down, and it has—it's not so much about the zombies. The zombies are just the catalyst for this world-changing event. And of course, you know the, that catalyst being that if they get a hold of you, they will eat you. But you know that—that's a whole different thing. If they—if they have The Walking Dead in iTunes. Or if you have access to American movie it's classics, a, it's a bundle of joys, isn't it? This, this. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's actually some great stuff, you know. I, right. I might, if I'll, I'll have a look, see if it's in the UK store, and uh, if it is, I might take a look. Yeah, take a look. And if you have I, American I, movie classics, um, I don't know what the schedule is for it, but 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 look it up. It really really is good. Well, I, I'm actually I haven't got an app to to recommend, but I'm going to give it a go. It's it's held up to the connection that I've got here. It's I think I might have dropped out a little bit according to Guy occasionally, but yeah, I'm going to say my app recommendation is Skype. Go Skype. It's it's done the job tonight. It doesn't always, but tonight it's done it. So I, I've heard of that program. 
<laughs> and because we're running so late, let's let's go ahead and, and give our contact information. I can be reached at guy at mymac.com. I can be reached at gaz at mymac.com. Twitter. And I can be I can also be oh. reached. At, I see what you've done here, Guy. You tricked me, <laughs> didn't you? I can, be, I can also be reached at twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. And I can be reached at twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. <laughs> you know, I got a, 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 there was a Twitter post. I think we both got it. They said that they, for some reason, and probably for the same reason that I do, they really enjoy waiting for the rock. They love the rock. <laughs> we could also be reached. I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I'm, I'm going to write a tune, aren't I? With just using that. <laughs> just the whole show. Just you and me going back and forth. <laughs> We can also be reached. Where else can people contact us? They can contact us, and and I'm going to tell you, they can contact us at feedback at mymac.com. Do you know, if they want to call in, they can call in on 703-436-9501. Wait a second. Are you telling me that they can call us at (laughs) 703-436-9501? They surely can. So it's, let me me see if I got this right. It's 703-436-9501. Nine five zero and it's nine five zero one. You know, and I bet if they call that number, that they'll be on the show. I'll, be, I'll bet they will. Yeah, well, dang, well, you, why not? If you get enough callers next week, I won't even have to turn up. Yeah, I won't either. I'll just put it on like a constant loop for an hour and throw some music <laughs> in when I get back. Anyway, guess thank you so very very much for saving no the show. You really oh, really oh. did. Oh, don't go overboard. You <laughs> oh, well, wait till you hear the first part of the show. <laughs> you would have got it into your stride, don't worry. Yeah, boy. Yeah, my stride. My stride. Okay. Well, anyway, guys, thanks so much for downloading the show. And uh, we're going to see you all next week, 703-436-9501. And uh, for myself, I'm going to say goodnight. Good night, everyone. 436-9501. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and tech fan with Tim Robertson. 703 436 9501. 436 9501. I'm going to put this after the music. <laughs> what music? <laughs> oh, the end music. All oh, right. 703 436 there was an old person whose habits induced him to feed upon rabbits. When he'd eaten eighteen, he turned perfectly green, upon which he relinquished those habits. <laughs>